I got to tell you, Sarah, by yeah. the way, welcome back. I love you so much. But um, I got to tell you, when Gary comes in now with the uh, automated air horn, it's it's a like a power boost to our air horns. <laughs> it is. It kind of feels like a harmony, you know, like when uh, it does. When you get the, the third member of the group that harmonizes really well, and it brings it all together. <laughs> it, <laughs> it does. It absolutely does. And it, it feels so powerful. It feels like a rock concert now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I feel it in my bones. I feel yeah. it in my bones. I'm sure that's what our fans think. Like, let me tune into that con- rock concert. That's also a podcast. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure they sit around and talk about it. Well, we probably Gary probably knows. Gary, when you're reading uh, the Instagram and the Facebook, uh, Riggles Picks, uh, I'm sure that's what that's probably what the chatter is, isn't it? They seem to like the sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And I have Thank seen a lot, very of, a lot of third harmony comments. Third Harmony. Good. All right. Where are you, Rob? Uh, I'm in uh, New York City. Mm-hmm. I'm in New York City. Um, I was asked to come here uh, to host a convention uh, on handsomeness and karate. <laughs> uh-huh. And so, and were you their third so, pick, or how did you, well, how no. did you get the why, 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 why would you even say that? No, of course not. I'm, oh. I'm, like, I'm being honored here. Oh, I see. I'm, um, I'm receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award. (laughs) Good. Congrats. It's so weird, though. But your first instinct was to say, well, you're the third pick. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean, it must not be the first year is what I'm saying. (laughs) I misheard you then because it it didn't sound like that's what you missed. Oh. Um, Yeah. No, I'm in New York. Um, There's a lot of things happening this week here in New York. I'm shooting... Uh, a Riggles picks uh, for Fox NFL here. Um, the Jayhawks are playing Duke tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden. Oh, I see. Uh, and I'm going to be going to that because it's fun to watch Kansas beat Duke. <laughs> and uh, and then also I'm going to be receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award from okay. the Hanson Karate Festival. Oh, wow. Okay, so it is a very big week. It's a huge week for me. It's huge. <laughs> Congratulations on all of that. And Thank I, you. How did your golf, you. golf tournament go? Um, which one? Here in my Los tournament? Angeles, your tournament. My tournament. It's not till December 8th and 9th. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought that was the one last week that you guys recorded at. That was at the uh, Krieger, oh, no, that was, the Krieger Medlock tournament, yeah. which is at that the was same Krieger. country club. But... Oh. That's right. That's right. It's at the exact same place. But... Um, you know, uh, Krieger and Medlock. Medlock, obviously, one of the most amazing artists out there, and uh, Krieger from The Doors. Uh, so there's a lot of rock and rollers out there. And I, I guess they put on a pretty good concert right there in uh, in Westlake Village uh, that night. I didn't go, but I heard it was awesome. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I, I had prior plans, otherwise I would have gone. <laughs> <laughs> and your Chiefs had a good weekend. They won 
You know, can I just tell you on that? I, we had talked about this briefly when, when uh, Mahomes went down injured. I immediately looked at the schedule and said, all right, if he's out for three weeks minimum, and we had a three-week run there where we're playing some super tough teams, mm-hmm. uh, Packers, Minnesota, and then I forget who the next one is. Uh, but uh, I said, if we could pick up one, just one of those games, it would be a, a coup. It would be a big win, um, both literally and metaphorically. And guess what? Uh, or figuratively. Yes, we did. We beat Minnesota, which was huge uh, for us. Keeps us on a keeps us on the winning side of a lot of things, uh, keeps us in a, in a really good playoff picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we play, and with the team rose up to help Matt Moore. I mean, I, I love to see the teamwork. I love to see everybody kind of step up their game. Uh, and also Nick Swartzen, good friend of, uh, yeah. of ours, uh, a comedian, is a uh, Vikings fan. Huge. And so he wrote uh, some really nasty things to me. And, <laughs> and it, it felt really good to be able to write back and, and you know, tell him where to tell him where to put it. Oh yeah. So, do you know any uh, Titan fans for next week? You guys play the Titans this Sunday. Titans? Oh yeah, I know a lot of Titan fans. I got a lot of friends in Nashville. Oh, oh yeah, Bargatze to too. Out. Yeah, I guess in Bargatze. I guess in Jada Marcus. I guess in a lot of people. Notes. Um, but I'm glad you reminded me because I'll start sending those out early this week. <laughs> Just a lot of FUs, a lot of get ready to eat shit type stuff. Yeah. Oh, how I wish my team was in a position where I could send out any kind of note other than SOS. <laughs> well, hold on a second now. Hold on. Uh-huh. If I saw, if I, if I saw correctly, maybe I didn't see the final score, but it, what I saw, I saw Georgia beating Florida. Oh yeah, Georgia beat Florida. That is not the problem. Georgia is not the problem. <laughs> I was talking about my <laughs> professional team. Uh, oh, I thought my... you were done with them. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean. I wasn't really that excited about, I mean, I, I'm still a dedicated fan. I'm not going to not be a fan. You know what I mean? I'm still going to watch their games, but I'm not going in with like, uh, any expectations, so to speak. You're not giving them your, you're not giving them your heart. Well, let's just say that the Falcons have the same record that the Dolphins and the Jets have. So, you know. Oh my God, are they that bad? We have one win. And I was there. I I was at the one win. I did not realize it was that bad. Oh, I really yeah. didn't. I, yeah. I, I didn't realize they were one and seven. Oh, yeah. Like, I've been calling for Dan Quinn's firing since before the season. But technically, after we lost two games, I was like, eh, bay. And then they won't fire. You know, when they fired John Gruden in Washington, I was so jealous. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, they still won't fire him. They just, like, did, a, like, a coach's shuffle. They shuffled people around. And I'm like, this is not... No, we got to get a new deck. Like, obviously, yeah. like, now it's too late in the season to really do that. So it's, like, pointless to even hire a new coach now because it's, like, for what? You know, like, we already let Sanu go, who was, by the way, right. on my fantasy team. So thank God I started him this week because I was like, you know what? I think he's got a week and a half to prepare. They really need somebody to throw to in New England. I'm so excited that he's getting to play for a team. I mean, imagine like leaving the Falcons and then basically going to the Super Bowl. I mean, you know what I mean? Like going to the oh, playoffs. Oh, I get it. He's, he's, yeah, there's, he's reborn. Yeah. I mean, and he's like, happy and there's joy in his heart. I did the same thing, by the way. I had Drake and some other receiver that jumped ship uh, on my fantasy. They went from Miami to, or another team to like, decent teams or teams that are at least scoring and 
but I kept both my players there and they, they racked up points this week. It was great. Oh, did you win this week? Uh, I tied for first. Uh, and then I think Brockman won. No, was it Brockman that won on score? Oh, oh, oh man. I'm just looking at you. We, you and I play each other this coming weekend. Wait, oh, is it well, Carlos and, are you talking about that league? I'm talking, talking about, about Bennett's league. league the, yeah, the league that I'm in with you. That league. Uh, I'm not talking about another league. league that I don't know about of yours. <laughs> Rob is right, no, though. No, in, no. Our, in our Pick'em League, Brockman did win. Thank oh, you. you're talking about the Pick'em League. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Pick'em League. See, there's two leagues, smartass. Yes, Chris ended two. up with... Yes, the three of you, you and Chris and my cousin Lance Cook, were tied for first, and then I was like... It was exactly 48 score, and there were six seconds left, and... I was like, "Oh man, Chris, if they just throw a touchdown right here, if if uh, if New York does, like you'll get a backdoor cover and you'll get you'll win because you you pick fifty two points for Monday Night Football, yeah. and then and then Dallas Dallas ends up getting a pick six or you know like a fumble recovery six yeah. and and he wins and my cousin Lance and like just texted him like you mother ever like, <laughs> six seconds I was away from winning." But we we're oh, all just happy that awesome. Riggle didn't win, so we didn't have to endure another one of those ranting emails. I, I'm not ranting emails. <laughs> I'm just lay, I'm just laying down the facts for all of our friends because uh, a lot of times I don't feel like they understand the facts, and so I like to educate them on the facts. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you all just dodged a bullet by I mean by the skin of your by a pubic hair. <laughs> yeah, dodged that's the- how you guys. That's how you dodged the bullet. I, I won. Mm-hmm. I, I won. Uh, and I picked 47 points. And, oh, God, I was close. The only thing that, the only, the only thing that separates me is is a pick six on the last six seconds. I, otherwise, everybody can just get in single file line and kiss my ass. <laughs> yes. Sure. No, I don't think so. I mean, Lance had 48, which was the score before the fit, pick six. So he would have won. He was beating you. You were winning up until the last the score before the last Dallas score. You know what I like? I like <laughs> striking fear in the heart of all the people in that league because they are, they're afraid They when they see that, Oh God, we has got 11 wins. How does he do it? How does he do it every week? How does he keep, how does he keep always consistently being in the top two mm-hmm. every week, every week? Well, just fear pul- pulses through their heart. Cause they're like, I He's going to send another email reminding me, you know, that I don't <laughs> yeah, have a future. That is true. That is true. We are afraid of the emails. Well, we look forward to them, but we're also <laughs> like, oh, geez, here it comes. It's great. But you are, like, I remember, like, you were way back in the total, and now you're, like, right there. You you have 88 total points, and uh, Lorenzo has 91. So you're you're hovering right there. You're You've pulled up. You've made up a lot of. A lot of time, basically. I'm three points, three points out, huh? Four yeah. points away from being from being the lead dog. I got yeah. this. Mm-hmm. I got this on lock. I got this on lock this week. <laughs> and then you and I play each other in fantasy this week. So. Oh well, I don't just know. Crack my knuckles how, here. I think I have a lot of players on a buy, and I think I'm still going to whip your ass. <laughs> you do have a lot of players on a buy. Tom yeah. Brady's on a buy. Carlos Hyde's on a buy. Your defense is oh on a buy. <laughs> 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 
By the way, though, I think that league, I think I, I'm, I'm dead on arrival anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I'm I'm like two and seven in that league. It's pathetic. Oh, yeah, you are. You're way behind. Yeah. Because I was playing Bennett this week because Bennett's winning the whole league. Oh, gee, imagine that. He was seven. He's, and he four. stacks it. He stacks it. He stacks it. <laughs> he's the, I know. He's the commissioner, so he cheats. Yeah. So I was yeah. playing him, and it literally came. It was like I was winning by three points because I didn't start. Uh, well, I took. I started um, Robert Anderson instead of Jamison Crowder on the Jets, which is always just a coin flip. But, oh you know. Well, the fact that you're starting either one of them is just sad. Sad that those are your options. Yeah, I know. But um, <laughs> I just, I I started him instead of Crowder, and then Crowder ended up scoring 22 points, and then Robbie Anderson scored nine, and then that would have been the difference maker because Bennett beat me by four. Which is just, who do you want to see win? Who, let's just get down to brass tacks. Yeah. Who do you want to see win that league? Me. That's who I want Besides to see. Besides yourself. Besides yourself. Oh, I don't. Nobody. I don't know. Nobody. That's the no. right answer. <laughs> like, I beat Peasy. That's last the right week. answer. If I if I can't win the league, I want the league to dissolve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want it to implode and then yeah. never be hurt. Like then we just are like everyone's <laughs> like. Well, I guess we're not playing next year because we're also bruised and badly yeah. beaten from whatever yeah. happened the year before. So we have to take two That's years it. off. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm fine with all of that. I know. I'm fine with all of that. <laughs> Uh, but sports has been pretty. I mean, you know what's weird in fantasy too, in this league with you and Bennett and Peasy, I played Antonio Brown the one week he played, and that's one of my three losses. Yeah, I, but he scored a lot of points that time. It didn't was that you oh, talking yeah. about? He played with the Patriots. He, yeah. he scored points. He scored big points that week. That's what I'm saying. I played against him the one week that he. Oh, played against, you against him. him! I thought you said you played. You played. No, no I wouldn't have drafted him. Gross. Vomit all over my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you don't don't are you being honest? Did you really have the foresight to know before the season started that he was gonna turn out as hard as he did? No, no, no. I thought he was gonna be great for the Raiders. I did not think yeah. uh he was gonna be like a turd award nominee. But um yeah. but as soon as he started making all those problems and stuff i was like i don't know seems like a distraction and then like then it just got out of control yeah then he went training off the rails yeah yeah there's uh, been some uh, some more off the rails stuff you know there was that um i think he was a lineman for i know he's the safety for cleveland that got fired yesterday jermaine whitehead yeah yeah now, what happened i missed this he was just sending like these like he threatened to shoot, and he threatened to Murder. shoot a fan. He threatened to kill a fan. Uh-huh. He was just—he was coming. You know, I don't know how serious it was, but he was coming real hard at people who were criticizing his play, and he went over the line. Yeah, he went over the line, and he got fired by the Browns. And I think the sad thing was that he was like literally doing it in his uniform. Like he came back to the locker room. He was in the locker room, and his Twitter account. It, he violated Twitter's terms of service so bad that his Twitter account had been suspended before he left the locker room. <laughs> yeah. So then. Wow. I have a couple here. You, you have a couple. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody, oh my. somebody tweeted at him. Um, 
Just saw two for 110 yards and a TD. Fuck boy. And he replied, don't get shot at, little bitch. You can whoop my ass. Fuck football. Let me know where you, when you need the address. Somebody else tweeted at him, uh, give me a time and a place after he said, you know, you better stand 10 feet away from me when you say that. And he tweeted the address of the team's facility. <laughs> yeah. Uh, publicly, not like in a DM. He just straight <laughs> put that out there. Um, and there was a few others. It, it wasn't good. Yeah. Well, sounds like he had a, a tough game and, and kind of was on tilt and everybody was pushing his buttons. And so he went uh, high into the right. Yeah. I think also just so our fans know out there, obviously there are a lot of ridiculously awful people on Twitter who will come after you. Rob and I know yeah. this, like the moment anything good ever happens to you, people will tweet bad things, especially when something yeah. bad times two and something bad happens to you. But just know that, like, half of those people are not even real human beings. Like, most of the time they're bots. They're not even, like, real. Like, it, it. I don't even know how it works. I just know that, like, most of those accounts, like, they, because they were looking at Kate Upton's account. Remember when she, she got, um, what's that called, ratioed mm-hmm. when um, she was tweeting about Verlander um, during the World Series? And basically, ratioed means, like, you put out a tweet, and instead of favorites or retweets, you get an improportionate amount of comments on your tweet, right? Which means, like, people just want to reply to what you wrote. They're not going to have anything to do with, like, loving it or dislike, you know, whatever. And, like, they just found that, like, half of those people that were saying all those things were not even real accounts or they had like less than two there was like sometimes it was their first tweet they does that recently yeah so like yeah it's, it's like a so they opened an account just to dive in on this they either they could have opened an account or they could just be a bot that's like it's like a yeah but, a, bot, but bots can't say anything personal sometimes they can they can be programmed to just reply like evilly i believe <laughs> am i wrong gary no you're not the a the ai is a lot smarter than any of us would like to really think and mm-hmm. admit to ourselves and b there's also ways that people can just sort of you can sort of input a message and have the ai modify it a little bit and send it from multiple accounts all at once so mm-hmm. if you kind of put in the keywords that you want you know this is a more advanced thing but there are ways to just put in you know verlander you know, bad call, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then it'll send out 30 or 40 different messages that all pretty much say the same thing, but they look different enough that at first glance you'd go, well, that's not the same two, Mm -hmm. two people, you know, writing that, but it is. Yeah. That is just bizarre, creepy, and way too much time and energy put into, I want to send something hurtful. How can I maximize that? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, don't take what people say online personally because I don't even look at that. Like, I don't even look at negative things as, like, as un- unless it's someone that I notice who has, like, been following me for a long time, then I'm going to maybe listen to, like, criticism or something for sure. But, like, it's just not worth, like, being upset. So I feel very bad for that Whitehead is in this position. It's not the first time that this has happened. He is a repeat offender. He, you know, it could be a, a, a mental well, I think, I think a stable the, thing with yeah. him. Yeah. I think, a, I think a lot of this falls on him. A lot of it. Cause that's, you know, oh, yeah, for sure. we all, we all, we all get hate mail and none of us have 
yeah. uh, uh, sent out death threats. And to be responding in your uniform in the facility yeah. is like kind of next level where like you were kind of looking for trouble to me. So, yeah, yeah that's very unfortunate, but um, yeah. Wow. Wow. It's, uh, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, you know, um, it's hard when uh, people come at you that you don't know and they offer you criticism on something they really don't understand. Yeah. You know, nobody, nobody was at practice that week. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows how hard he works or doesn't work. Nobody knows what it's like to be in a game and, uh, you know, spend your whole week, your whole life really preparing to be in that arena and it doesn't go your way. And then when it doesn't go your way, some, some fat pile of shit, uh, <laughs> gets behind a keyboard and goes, I could have done better, man. <laughs> you need to play harder. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you don't need to hear that right then. And in no way but to, again, a, to, to in no way yeah, excuse it. I think he was out there playing with a broken hand too. So I mean, right. this guy was really, he was, he was trying hard to do something good for his team. And mm-hmm. right. Right. And then, and then a bunch of uh, people who failure to launch uh, geeks in their brother's <laughs> basement, uh, you know, firing off, firing off, notes on twitter uh like they have a life yeah so you know it's it's uh i i i understand the the impulse uh but that's the difference i think the rest of us control the impulse uh and when you don't you end up getting fired and that's what happened to for him. sure um what else we went on did you have a good halloween <laughs> You know, I did. I took, uh, I took, uh, so I, uh, I took the, I, I took the kids uh, trick or treating, and uh, it was a total success. That was a good time. Oh yeah. Um, I, and you know what, I, uh, I did in, enjoy. Um, was uh, speaking of that, it reminds me of the World Series. We didn't talk about the World Series at all. No, we haven't. Seven had... game, seven game World Series. Fantastic. Uh, went down, went down to the last couple innings, and then of course, last couple innings. Uh, uh, you know, the Nationals pulled away. Yeah. Uh, quite, a, quite a story, though. Quite a, quite a series, I oh. thought. Very exciting. Very exciting. I watched uh, every second of every game. It was, uh, it, I mean, it was definitely an underwatch series, but it was so much fun to just see, like, this a team that's never won win the World right. Series. You know, like, that's right. what's so exciting. It, it was underwatched. It was, it was very underwatched, which bummed me out. Uh, especially a seven-game series. Those are rare. Those are special. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. Even more rare, it was the first time in any finals of any major American sport that all games were won by the away team. Yeah, the, that's pretty crazy. The road team, that was that was an incredible... That's weird. Yeah, I mean, I wish I had put money on... I, I put money on... I was going to put money on the Nationals before the World Series just because they were the underdog. They weren't the favorite. Um, uh-huh. And they, it wasn't good odds, you know. It was, it was. I think it was like eight to five odds or something. But like, uh, it was, uh, it was still like exciting to just see them, you know, go all the way. I mean, c- to be the wild card team and have to fight your whole way up, and then yeah. get the Dodgers, <laughs> and yeah. then be St. Louis, then sweep St. Louis, and you know, just make a mess out of them, and and uh, which made me happy as a Braves fan. And then uh, to go to the World Series and beat the Astros, I mean, that seemed like the longest possible road. So. I think baseball is like that. I think baseball, you if you get – if your team gels and gets hot at the right mm-hmm. time, you can ride that playoff wave all the way to the title, all the way. Yeah. Uh, I, saw the, I saw the Royals do it. Um, yeah. I, uh, so I, I – 
I know firsthand. Because um, I don't know if you know this or not, but the Royals went to back-to-back World Series in 2014, 2015. Obviously winning in 2015 <laughs> against the, mm-hmm. the hapless Mets in five games. No big whoop, just saying. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, that's just being a champion. Were uh, you, you notice these things. Were you watching the game because maybe you're hoping for those uh, girls to flash their boobs a little bit more behind home plate? Uh, I heard about this. Uh, <laughs> I did not. I, 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 did, I actually didn't see it, but I heard about it. Oh, it was game five, and it was uh, – I, I, I saw well, it Gary, live. Gary, Gary, Gary will tell me all about it. Gary? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were trying to raise uh, breast cancer awareness. No, they were not. No, they weren't. They were <laughs> they not. They absolutely but it's, were not. It's adorable that they tried it's that. It's adorable that they think that that's what they were doing. No, they have like a a, a millennial porn magazine. Right. And the reason Wait, like I know an actual that, magazine, like made of paper. Yeah, I think it might be an online. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be on your iPad, but <laughs> it has to be a millennial. If you say millennial, they don't they don't know what a magazine is. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they like flashed bef- behind home plate, perfectly where their uh, faces were not captured. It yeah. was just their breasts and they the reason i know it wasn't for breast cancer awareness is because their shirts were yellow yeah which is also the color of their magazine and not pink also they were just shamelessly promoting the fact on twitter and instagram immediately after Mm -hmm. and mlb snapped into action pretty fast and banned them from all mlb games and stadiums for life Mm -hmm. uh that'll teach them because they were they were big baseball fans (laughs) i'm sure (laughs) yeah exactly that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, well, we'll teach them. Mm-hmm. You can't come here anymore. I don't know if that really means what you think it means, but okay. <laughs> yeah. To them. To them. To porn actresses. Porn actresses aren't known for their love of baseball, but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, that's all I really had to say. I was just making fun of those dumb chicks who are, you know, flashing for attention. But anyway, I mean, it looked good. They I looked just, good. Uh, I just think they're wholesome kids trying to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're such a positive guy. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I did see that Strasburg uh, that's actually really fun. Strasburg already opted out of his contract too. So um I'm wondering where he's gonna go next year. Uh which I think the Nationals knew he was gonna do that, obviously. Uh, is his game? Is his game? This is a bad for all of fans that don't know who who turn in for the yucks instead of the sports. The uh, Strasburg is a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the Nationals. Yeah, so he's undefeated uh, was, in was the highly, season. Yeah, and highly touted. Like he's one of the best in the. And they're, but the Nats are going to let him leave. Well, they're not going. They don't want him to leave, obviously. But uh, he's owed. I think. What Chris was telling me was that he's owed a hundred thousand dollars for four years, so he can opt out now. A hundred million dollars, sorry, hundred million dollars for four years, uh, and he's probably going to get two hundred million for five somewhere else. So um, that's why I think he's leaving. So we'll just have to see where he goes. I mean, I'm sure it's going to have to go to a big budget team. You know, obviously anybody, another team that can afford to pay him that. I'm not sure who that will be, but uh, I know it won't be the Braves because we don't have that kind of money. But the Nationals could right step now, up and pay him, right? They could, they could, they could pay him. It's not going to be. It's not going to be the Royals. We don't. We don't have the funds. Yeah, we like to get them young and train them and bring them up and get them all the experience they need and then send them off to the big leagues. 
yeah, that's what the Braves do too. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, we're definitely a farm club team, um, which is why it's so fun when when we get to win because it's like it's not these high dollar guys. It's like, um, you know, it's smaller. Yeah. It's it's smaller it's, potatoes. And and it's also like baseball purist it's they're young they're untainted they're up and coming they still got stars in their eyes and they're playing hungry yeah which is that's the, you want them you want them lean and mean once they become big time celebrities they're, they're they're no good no good no fun no good no good to anybody yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um let's see uh, what else is going on did you guys see the story Moving out of professional sports, but did you guys hear the story yeah. coming out of Long Island where a uh, high school football coach was suspended for one game because his team beat the team they were playing by too big a margin? No. Yes, there is apparently a rule that has been in place for three years in Nassau County in Long Island where if you win by more than 42 points, you then get called before a disciplinary board and you have to justify the win, and this coach refused to do so, so they suspended him for the team's next game. Even though the other team's coach said he had absolutely no problem with the victory. Of course he didn't have a problem with the victory. Like, nobody, nobody, uh, yeah, uh, that's just an old dumb rule. It's a new dumb rule. It's only oh, it's been in place for new, three years. It's about yeah, sportsmanship. It's, it's, no. It's yeah. this, oh, come on. Come on. Sarah, you'd see this stuff all the time. It's the, it's the parents weighing yeah. in. It's the, it's everybody gets a participation ribbon. It's, yeah. We just don't want a little Timmy to feel bad. And then, then, then. Oh my God, we've lost our mind. Yeah. We've lost our mind. It's, it's, it, <laughs> yeah, the people who it made that rule need to get their ass beat a little bit, I think. I think so too. It's just, it doesn't make any sense at that point. Look, I understand when, when children are starting in sports, I understand the desire to keep their interest up and to keep them involved. I, I, I actually sympathize with the participation ribbons mm-hmm. uh, when they're, when they're peewee, you know, yeah, when they're little, when, when they're in, when they're in grade school, but as you transition to middle school and high school, that stuff has to melt away and you got to grow up and you got to become part of the real world, uh, which is competition. Uh, you get in what you get out, you, you, you get out what you put in. Uh, sometimes you get beat. Sometimes you get beat really bad. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you win by a big margin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just life. And, you know, it's it's in those moments of adversity when you're getting beat really bad and you go back out on the field and you still give it 100 percent. That's where your character is formed. It's not formed on the sideline. The other team puts in, uh, you know, eight players instead of uh, instead of 11, you know, or, or puts in their their freshman team. That's just humiliating. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like those responses that turn into people like. Jermaine Whitehead, right? Who don't know how to handle defeat, who don't know how to handle criticism. And uh, I mean, that's an extreme uh, version or reaction, but like, you know, these kids, if they don't, you know, taste a loss in their lives, they don't know how to handle getting fired from a job or not getting a job or, you know, losing a girlfriend. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I, I do believe character is formed. It's, it's, developed in adversity that's where that's where you learn who you are that's how you learn do can am i capable of overcoming mm-hmm. uh things that didn't go my way am i am i do I even have emotional skills to cope with failure to cope with loss to cope with you know that if we deny people the uh, especially young people because that's where it's developed that's where you learn how to do it those are when you get your first taste of it 
uh, and yeah. you start you learn how to develop. If you if we strip that away from them, uh, then when they become adults, they become these whining, crying babies that <laughs> really they honestly and they end up turning into you know they they kill themselves, they suicide, and all these things because they don't know how to cope with failure. Right. Yeah, and it's just it's you're you're denying them their development. It's a yeah. critical part of their development is learning how to overcome adversity. Let them play uh, and let it, them lose. Yeah. Let them lose. Let them fail. Let them uh, let them play. Let them learn. It's just amazing to me that that you want to protect them so bad that you're going to deny them part of their development. Mm -hmm. That's actually going to hurt them as adults and make them uh, less productive uh, and probably terrible in relationships and all that stuff as they get older. God, parents are are pussies. It's ridiculous. Can I uh, ask you, speaking of people who must have been raised improperly, can I ask you a question that became a debate in our house? <laughs> oh, boy, yes. <laughs> this, is, this is a setup for failure for me, though, because yeah. I'll, I'll pick the wrong side and I'll be in but No, ahead, no, you're, yeah, there, there's no wrong side. There's only my side. So here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ready uh, – where Chris and I wake up around the same time in the morning, which has been nice. Um, so, you know, he, but he leaves for work like 15 minutes before I do. And, uh, he leaves every day with deodorant on his shirt. And so I was like, why are you? And he's like, Oh, I put my deodorant on before I put my shirt on. And I was like, what you're supposed to put it on after you put your shirt on. And that became a huge debate. And then we put it out on Twitter and apparently everybody, Puts on, like seventy five percent of of America puts their deodorant on and then puts their shirt on. What do you do, Rob? Yes, uh, Sarah. Thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> first of all, uh, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time. Uh, I uh, put my deodorant on first. Always have. Always will. Now, <laughs> let me explain. Um, it's you get a better quality spread of the deodorant okay you can see you can see if it's going to the right place uh, i've done it both ways and uh, after many trial and error i've determined that putting it on first is the proper way to do it <laughs> now here's here's where the, the trick lies though is i um i too used to put my shirt on and i would get deodorant on my shirt and i'd have these stupid white lines and i looked ridiculous and the mm-hmm. children in the neighborhood would throw things at me and mock <laughs> me as I went to work. Rightfully so. So rightfully so. So I didn't, I was tired of being mocked. So here's what, uh, what Chris needs to do. He needs to put his head through the shirt first. Okay. Then, then put, take one arm at a time and push out the shirt and put his arm through holding the shirt away from his armpit. <laughs> and then he needs to do the uh, to the other side. And that's how you get on your shirt with no, uh, deodorant on the outside, no deodorant dragged across the shirt. People get in a rush and they, they put their arms through too fast and it gets all bunched up underneath and that's why it's on the outside. So head first. Head, head first. first. That's stretch out deodorant, one arm. Deodorant on first. Yeah, deodorant on first. Head first. Then stretch pull. Stretch pull. Uh, stretch push. And you... Uh, and it's everybody wins in that scenario. Everybody what, wins. What are you thinking, Gary? Gary is like shaking. I know. I'm just this uh, the the fervor with which he is responding <laughs> to this scenario is, uh, I guess, well, what we've come to expect from Riggles picks. But... This isn't even the weird part. He's like, oh, this was a huge debate. I already settled this debate 
on his show or online on something. He's like, <laughs> people were really, it was like people were up in arms about it. It was just like uh, the wiping your butt tweet. And I'm like, what was the wiping your butt tweet? He's like, well, we were talking about do you stand and wipe or do you sit and wipe? Oh, and I was like, this is wait, insane. Wait I come across this too. What do you. What, what do does you he mean? mean stand? Just stand. You can't stand straight up and wipe. <laughs> That's what I said. Oh yes, apparently, apparently you apparently can. You can. And I was like, no. He was like, well, no. I stand to wipe. I know. That's what I said. I was like, well, I guess you're not potty training our child because that is something that kids do because they can't hold on to the the toilet and wipe at the same time because they fall in, right? So. I, I understand the hover. I understand a little bit like a, a almost like a mini squat. You kind of <laughs> lift yourself off a little bit to get maybe a little more room in there for the yeah, wipe. But sure. But no, no standing. If you stand, you're it That's all comes like, back are together. Are you standing straight? Like you're measuring your head against the wall? Are you standing like are you Captain Morganing it? You know, where yeah. you put a, one foot up. <laughs> And uh, I didn't the, get a final I, that's answer. Even, that's even more. That's even more reasonable than the stand up. Yeah, that's stand up. I don't. I don't buy it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how can you do that? Because your butt clenches when you stand. Yeah, you can't exactly. Get a, can't get a, yeah. So anyway, you can't. You can't. You can't get a good wipe if you stand. And if you do stand a wipe, uh, you're a fool, <laughs> and you are. You are destroying this nation and you're and mainly because you're walking around with a filthy bottom and we all have to like we share common spaces elevators planes uh you know and you're going to be walking around with a filthy bottom i don't think so get it right get it right america yeah yeah so now i have to move that's what i found out i have to move (laughs) i mean it is what does he does he also do cartwheel to pee it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I know. I was like, okay, the deodorant thing I can understand. You know what I mean? Because it's definitely, I know that when I put deodorant on, I, I, you know, I started trying it and I was like, yeah, I can see that you can lift your arm higher because you're not wearing a shirt. And But, you know, then you just have to be more careful when you're putting on your shirt. I don't like being careful when I put on my shirt. I just like to throw shit on and leave. But... The standing. Well, thing. this because this, this is part. Of, this is the part of the adult journey. Is sometimes you have to take a, just an extra two seconds, two, <laughs> to put your shirt on a little slower. Yeah, I'll try to do that. I guess. Come on. Anyway, I guess. Yeah. What is it, Gary? Uh, you guys want to do some listener submitted stories? Sure. Yes, I'd love that. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's get a good one. Uh. Alvin McAllister, 72 years old, was found on a small rocky inlet 200 miles off the nearest coastline where he shipwrecked two weeks ago, but managed to survive off seagulls, mussels, and urchins. McAllister, who doctors do not fear for his life, was found suffering from intense hallucinations and described in graphic detail how he had been forced to perform oral sex on the (laughs) fish-like genitals of the aquatic creatures that had saved him. (laughs) Is that true? Uh, That's true. What do you mean, like? Did he have to? Well, no. He's hallucinating horribly, <laughs> but he claims he was raped by fish. <laughs> he claims he was, but fish. So wait a second. Uh, how dicks. old is this gentleman? How old is this gentleman? Seventy-two. Okay, and he got stranded, so he's dehydrated and having hallucinations. Probably, but I thought it was a good story. <laughs> of course, you did, Gary. <laughs> Gary loves people's misery. We're like, Gary, we shouldn't do that story. Someone died. Trying to yeah. jerk themselves off, and he's like, "But it's funny." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, dude. all right, Gary." Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Where so was he stranded? I, I, I was, I, yeah, where again? I think he was in the Florida Keys. He was like 200 miles from the nearest actual like physical island. He was just bouncing around sort of on sand dunes and stuff, it seemed like. <laughs> okay, and then he, he says he was forced to... But he was on land. He was, he was on land. He was on like a, a sandbar or he was on some sort of uh, island yes. himself. Correct. But he was he was 200 miles from like civilization. It yeah, was and, the and closest. He had previously shipwrecked, so he'd been lost for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Well, okay, first of all, he needs to stop sailing. He yeah. needs to be done with that. Because there's nothing out there for him except uh, shipwrecking, uh, being lost, and having to give BJs to fishmen. <laughs> not fishermen, mind you, not fishermen. Right, totally different. Fish, f- fishmen. Fishy. Uh, fishy fish, fish, yeah. Uh, aquatic, Mr. Aquamans. That South Park episode where... With with Kanye, where they were just talking about fish sticks, mm-hmm. and he kept calling them fish dicks, and I just keep thinking about. I don't like fish sticks. Kanye is a good. I love fish. fish sticks. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I feel very bad for this guy that he belie- he probably honestly believes that. Did did he have any form of dementia before he got lost? No, it doesn't look like it. And his his brother saying. That this is highly out of character from him, so they think that he might have been poisoned by some of what he was eating, just oh. you know, to survive. Well, if he was eating sea urchin and like raw fish, then yeah, yeah he could have gotten some sort of weird bug. I guess. See, this is why, though. Also, I gotta say, this is why I try to fill my head with happiness and beautiful thoughts. Because <laughs> should I ever accidentally get poisoned? Or be lost at sea and dehydrating and uh, hallucinating. I want my visions to be like, yeah, I spent the last two weeks, you know, uh, having sex with beautiful people, and I, I felt I felt warm and safe and happy. Huh. Everybody's mind is full of poison, and they're like, <laughs> I got raped by fish people. <laughs> and then that's the story. Like that's what you're going to be remembered as the guy that told that story. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You have to yeah. be very careful about when you when you do your crazy. You can't exactly, do it too late it, when, in life because then that's what people remember. Yeah, and when that guy shows up at his bar in Key West, which he will show up at a bar <laughs> in Key West, yeah. you're going to be like, "Hey, don't you? You got a date with Aquaman in a couple minutes, so don't you?" <laughs> uh, yeah, they're not they're not going to be nice about it. No, I mean that's what I would say to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. We have a. You guys want to do a listener question before we get out of here? Question before we go. All right. I just want to shout out Shane Lopez, who asked about Sarah's thoughts on Sanu, but I think we already covered that. So thank you for the question, Shane Mm -hmm. Lopez. Let's go to this very silly hypothetical, but is good, and we can't do it in a few weeks here. Michael Cuervas wants to know if you could select an MLB starting lineup by using NFL players only, who (laughs) would they be and who would be the manager? Well, good Lord I guess I want uh, Jermaine Belichick Whitehead because apparently he's a good hitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Thank you, Gary, with the gong on that one because that was gong worthy. Um, uh, so Belichick is manager? Belichick is manager? Yeah, I'd yeah sure. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think I'd want Lamar Jackson to lead off because he's fast. Smart. And let's not forget, uh, Mahomes is was a stud baseball player yep. in Texas Tech. So that's true. There's a lot of he's got to be clean. He's got to be batting cleanup. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah, it's like 
You gotta have somebody with good knees, so it's like all of the, all the linemen are out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you're you're looking more skill position players, you know, receivers. Exactly. You gotta have somebody agile. Yeah, um, I would say I would I would almost have to say, say Tom Brady only because he's the goat. He's the greatest of all time, and so he's got an arm. So yeah. I bring him in. I put him in a, uh, as a starter pitching. Yeah, Not I even would, a reliever. I would Maybe like to see him in there just to, because he'll look so bad doing it. So that'll make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel real uh, good. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Who else? Who, who else? Um, I think yeah. I think you could throw pretty much any of the quarterbacks in there as as relievers. They'd probably all be able to figure that out pretty well. I think I think that's a good call. I think I think a lot of the quarterbacks that's going to be your bullpen um, because their arms. And I think a lot of the running backs and the slot receivers like the McCaffrey's or the Edelman's or, um, you know, some of your, your stud running backs, uh, I would put them in the, yep. as Zeke, definitely Zeke. I put them in the infield, third, oh, yeah. short, second. I'd take um, some tight ends. For the I'd take tight end, I would take tight ends for first base. Okay, I would put Kelsey awesome. on first base. Mm-hmm. I put Kelsey on first, uh, Jimmy Graham on first, you know, some of those tall stretch of water. Um, and then the outfield, uh, you need wheels. You need your wide receivers in the outfield. So, Boom, so nailed it. <laughs> wheels. Yeah. I think I should manage. I think yeah. maybe I should manage. Yeah, you just Ned Yosted this lineup. I love it. I pretty much, Good job. pretty much nailed, nailed it. <laughs> that was a question I was destined to answer, I think. Well, thank you, Michael Cuervos. Yes. We appreciate thank it. Thank you, and thank and you. And change your name, Cuervos. Change your name. You're so close to Cuervo. <laughs> Maybe it's You're so close. I'm probably mispronouncing it. I think it's Cuevas, but regardless, Michael, thank you. Sorry yeah, about thanks, my pronunciation. Michael. Well, thank you, Michael. And uh, if you do consider changing your name to Cuervo, let us know. <laughs> yeah, let us know. <laughs> we're we're sitting on the edge of our seat. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys all for listening to Wiggles Picks this week. Thank you, Gary, for being sober for half of the show. No problem. Uh, <laughs> I love that you gave him credit for half of the show. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, nobody heard him crack it open. Why don't we have that sound effect, Gary? That you cracking open yeah. a beer. I don't need to preload that. <laughs> it looks like me and Rob have to get sound effect apps now. <laughs> uh, I wish you. I wish you would load that one so bad. Um, and best of luck to you yes, well, in uh, New York, Rob, with your team and your with your you. award. I'm sure it will be. Thank he- you. Heavy and cumbersome and fun to bring back on the plane. <laughs> it will be. I've already. Uh, I'm getting a chain, a big log gold chain uh, <laughs> that I'm going to attach the the trophy to. <laughs> Okay, good. You're... So I can so I can wear it around my neck. Oh, you're adding an award. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You're adding a chain to the award. Got it. That's a good yes, idea. Yes. That's a good idea. I want to wear it. That'll be a I good look going around. through airport security. <laughs> <laughs> As I walk through Manhattan too, just yeah. to put it on display. <laughs> good luck with that. Um, uh, and thank just, you so much. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Uh, I'll be in Phoenix this weekend with Daniel Tosh. If you're around Phoenix and Tucson this Friday and Saturday. And then, uh, and then we'll be back with Real Girls Picks next week. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Good talking to you. Good talking to you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>